When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network and Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Monday evening via Zencaster is my friend Michael Levoff. And Mike, I won't call this our first episode of the season. Still kind of in off-season mode, but over the last week or so, we've had actual kind of Islanders news, which after the very, very quiet summer they've had almost feels like like too much, like almost like overload. Like, oh my God, we got <laughs> press conferences and guys are talking, they're playing golf. We got rookies on the ice. Like it's a little, it feels a little crazy all of a sudden when really not, not a whole lot has happened, but we do have a couple of things to talk about. Yes, this is a, this is a, I, I really don't like preseason as you know, and <laughs> yes. uh, I especially abhor preseason games because mm. nothing good can really come out of them. <laughs> um, but actually I like today, which to me is uh the first day where like the team comes out and there's a little bit of media and everyone's in good spirits and they go play golf and whatever. Uh, it's one of my favorite days of the off season because I, no matter what, every season, I will always be a little f- afraid that the players just won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, like they are Islanders after all Islanders mm. have been known to not want to come back that to the team true. or come to the team. And so today when I saw that, picture of matt barzell and his his uh his new do i was like okay good matt barzell he's he's back he's gonna play for the islanders again this season right he's not you know holding out around some bus in slovakia like lubo (laughs) viznovsky was that one time or anything uh it's it just it feels nice to exhale uh and and know that um these guys are are back and and willing to be new york islanders still yeah well i was gonna say that 
not only are they back, they're back forever, basically. Right. Most of yeah. these guys, you know, so. I, I mean, because even last year, last summer, uh, there was some trepidation about Sorokin and Romanov going back home and coming back. So uh, this summer, just when you start to see these guys pop up on the island, it's uh, it does. It just makes you breathe a little easier. And, I, and I've liked how different people have kind of popped up with different moves. Uh, you had Sorokin and Romanov were, were mini golfing together the other mm. day. Uh, Barzell was is in a bar band mm. all of a yeah. sudden. <laughs> and I, I'm of the I'm of the belief that his his band should come first mm-hmm. if he true if he's like in this band and they are like a bar band on Long Island or touring mm-hmm. or whatever. And if there's it's a game night and they also have a gig, I think the Islanders should be okay with him, you know, taking a couple games off and <laughs> and shredding uh, as long right. as he's as long as he's back for the playoffs or or important games. Right. If he's got a if he's got to play a, a gig, you know, at McBride's in Belmore or something, <laughs> he's got our blessing. He can take he can do that. Take the night, Matt. Go if that's where your heart does that uh really belongs on the stage that night, go for it. Um but yeah, so he's popped up that way. Uh Bo Horvet, of course, has popped up that he was on Long Island because he got sued, which right. is about as, as Long Island as you can get. <laughs> uh it's uh yeah, it's and and uh, Ryan Pollock apparently is is just becoming Mr. Mr. Hampton. So it's mm. uh just watching these them kind of you know, end their uh their summer break in, in different mm. fashions has been quite enjoyable. It's been very uh, much a relief. Lou is back. He's back. He was in Vegas. Someone snapped a picture of him in Vegas at a wedding mm. over the summer. Um, but he's nice. back home too and doing his normal thing. Uh, and I kind of forgot about Lane Lambert, but he popped up today too. <laughs> yeah. Lane is still here. He was at the Islanders uh, children's foundation golf uh, outing the annual thing that they have. Uh, the Lou thing is so funny. Cause I can't imagine picturing him like, out in the wild like just you know you can picture him at, at a game or at a press conference like you know some kind of hockey related thing but i don't if i saw him at like a supermarket or a wedding or i, I don't know <laughs> how it, it'd be very strange um and uh and yeah so yeah just just right there i mean we listed off a bunch of stuff in just a couple of minutes that that all happened in, in short order none of it's too too exciting or electric or revelatory i mean to me the single biggest revelation of the entire summer in regards to the islanders is that Bo Horvat's first name is Bowie. Like, that to me is insane, that <laughs> Bo Horvat's name is Bowie. I hope that this becomes a thing. I hope that when he scores, people chant Bowie, Bo. Like, I just hope, like, I just have so many questions. Like, right. why Bo? Why not just stay with Bowie? Like, is this like a family? Like, I want to talk to his parents and be like, is this a family? Does he have brothers named like Hendrix and Led Zeppelin too? Like, I don't know what, uh, to me, you don't have to just name Bowie. Like, that's a big, that's a, that's a large mantle to carry around. No wonder he was a good captain. Uh, to be called Bowie, I don't know. That's that's a lot. I don't it's, know if I could deal with that. <laughs> my yeah, two of my friends from from college, him and his brother, uh, were first generation Americans. They're Filipino Mexican, mm-hmm. and when his parents were learning to speak English, they watched movies. And so his name is is Kiefer after Kiefer Sutherland. Oh wow! And his brother is Denzel after Denzel Washington. Wow. Yeah. Um. And we always and and they're both incredibly smooth mm. uh people. And we always used to joke like they had no choice. Like you had you yeah. were, had to be as cool as sure. your names. Well, you got a kid, uh, right? And uh, uh, yeah, but Bowie is to me like they he, you got to lean into it now, man. Just sure. let us uh, you know add it to the soundtrack. Would love to hear some <laughs> you know Rebel Rebel if uh, maybe he takes a penalty or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the possibilities really are endless. Like just open with with let's dance. Like why not just yep. anything really? But. Uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, my wife ha- had a student once many years ago whose name was Denzel Washington. Like literally, 
his name was Denzel Washington. And I was like, man, I don't know. That would have been, that would have been too much for my brain. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's apparently a nice kid. So she didn't have to like send him to the principal's office. Or anything. Okay. We're getting off track. We are going to talk about a bunch of stuff before we dive into these few topics. We have reminder that we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash Islanders anxiety. You can sign up for a plan as low as two bucks a month and you get ad free episodes of this show plus bonus podcasts, written posts, and you never know what else might show up there. So patreon.com slash Islanders anxiety, sign up, it's dirt cheap, and uh, you won't regret it, I promise. Uh, okay, so we're going to kind of shift around the timeline a little bit here, and I want to go all the way back to a week ago today, or a week ago yesterday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, Lou Lamorello called a press conference. At first I was like, hmm, that's weird. Hopefully nothing crazy happens, and nothing crazy happened at all. It's about 20 minutes long. You can watch on the Islanders site and, you know, we gave uh, an update on kind of where what what they were thinking about doing for rookie camp, which was starting that week, how it was going to be run and how many groups they were having and stuff like that. It was it was kind of boring, to be honest with you. Uh, but he did uh, announce a few things and I'm going to throw these at you and I want you to kind of rank what how significant do you think they are going to be in relation to this team's play in the regular season. Obviously we have a little training camp to play, but these are the three things that kind of stuck out to me. They got written up a lot and they all seem pretty significant in one way or the other, but I want you to tell me what you think is the most significant and then the least significant. So number one is that Alex Romanov is still rehabbing and he won't be back for the start of camp. Doesn't sound like he's going to miss too much of camp. Doesn't sound like he's in bad shape. He's everything's along the timeline, but he is going to miss the first couple of days of camp. I think, believe he had shoulder surgery, but I might be wrong, but, so that was number one. Number two is that Zach Parisi is not going to be at camp. He's not retired, but he ain't going to be at Islanders camp. So uh, he's still mulling over his options, I guess. He's still chilling with the family. That's great, but you're not going to see Zach uh, in a week's time over at Islanders camp. And then the third thing was that all of the coaches from last year, including the much maligned power play coaches, <laughs> John McClain, I guess, are all going to be back, you know, which is not a surprise because, frankly, if one of those guys got fired, we would have heard about it probably two months ago. So of those three things, Romanov injury, Parisi not going to be here, coaches coming back, which of those do you think is the most significant, Gonna will have the most significant impact on the regular season once that gets started on October 13th? I think, and if I'm, I'm looking at this in this way, which is which ones scare me the most to the least? That makes sense. Yeah, the the Parisi one probably scares me the most. Then it's Romanov, and then it's the coaches. Hmm. Um, and the reason I think that the coaching one is insignificant is, that, yeah, they 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 know what happened with the power play. Too. We talked about this last time. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like they, this is something that they could. Right. They're they're all for whatever, however you want to, whatever you want to say about the, the group of coaches, whatever. But they are NHL coaches. Like they are head coaches. They made it behind the bench of an NHL team two of them have been there for quite some time i don't really know how long doug hoda uh has been a an nhl assistant but it's a fixable problem it's a it's a very fixable problem so i'm not too worried about that because it's the one glaring issue i think that this team has uh going into the season in terms of what we saw from last year carrying it to this year and if there is a terrible power play through the first four or five weeks of the season. <laughs> I think there's going to hopefully be some accountability somewhere. So right. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I think it's an interesting exercise and in just fandom in general mm-hmm. is there were people calling for Lane Lambert to be fired 
<laughs> I mean, I think even me and you, not that we wanted him to be fired, but we're like, I, I don't know. I just have no mm. idea if if the Islanders would be better or worse with a different coach for mm. uh, 23, 24. Mm. Yeah. So now looking back on that, which is it's been four months. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that he's back. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm I'm not and and it might just be because you're you're, you're separated from the pain mm. uh and and suffering of losing a playoff series that was winnable and the fact that they were maybe a little little slow to to adjust or whatever. Right. But they made the playoffs against some some pretty trying circumstances and I think they generally got better as the season went on. And just big picture, I think it's who the grass is is not always greener. I, yeah. Some some NHL teams are finding that out the hard way right now. <laughs> but um, right. So I just I'm general. It's just not on high on my my list of worries. Yeah. Uh, right now at least. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that the coaches are third again. We would have known before, and yeah, I I mean I th- that would have been. We even talked about it in January when the the calls for Lambert's head were at their loudest you know you can't you can't let go of barry trotz in the summer and then let go of his replacement like six months later like you just can't do that uh you you can let go of a coach before he ever coaches it for your team <laughs> which we'll talk about uh in the second half uh later uh but um that would that would have been a bad look and and i think the players do like playing for lane you know he we're going to talk about the, the islanders uh children's foundation golf outing before when he gave a little a little press conference or a little I guess not even a conference, but just a talk with the the press. And I'm reminded that Lane doesn't really say a whole lot of consequence when he talks, not not like his predecessor at all. But he does seem like a nice guy, and I'm sure he's very friendly and to talk to. But uh, in terms of uh, entertainment value, he is no Barry Trotz. Let's put it that way. But yeah, that to me, the coach's situation again, and like you said, if their power play is still terrible come November, then you could bring somebody else in. But you know, I do in a way. It, it occurred to me that we had a lot of complaints uh, about Scott Gomez when he ran the Islanders' power play. Now we're complaining yeah. about John McClain and the way he ran the Islanders' power play, and then we complained about wh- what the heck was his name, John Gruden, the guy. Gruden, yeah. yeah, he ran the power. And so, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just them. Like, I don't know <laughs> what to say. Like, maybe at this point, it's it's not the coaches; it's the players. But, um, but. Uh, we'll we'll get again to Lambert in a second. I, I do, although I gotta tell you, I do disagree because I feel like the Romanov thing will be more significant. They want Zach back. Uh, obviously, Barzell even said today, Zach, call me. You know, come come back. We want you back. And I think that is significant to the locker room. But I think they'll figure it out eventually without him. And it does open up a spot for some younger guys to to maybe grab some playing time. To me, the Romanov thing scares me because we have seen guys miss you know, a whole camp and then take three months to get back into playing shape, you know, because of an injury or whatever. Uh, this is not that situation. At least I hope not. I hope, you know, when they start the season that he's been back and had some training camp. So hopefully he doesn't miss too much. But when I hear a guy misses, is going to miss a little part of training camp. I do get a lot worried because we have seen situations where guys miss, you know, what seems like a very small amount of time and it ends up, they end up completely off track from what everybody else was doing because they're up to speed. And this guy is still two, three days a week behind them and it becomes a, a, a problem. So I don't know, again, Lou didn't make it sound like a big deal. Romanov is still progressing the way they expected to. This isn't a surprise to him, but that part did kind of grab me. And we've talked as before that like this guy could play a significant role in, in the Islanders defense. And uh, I don't know. I don't like the sound of it, but uh, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it is scary. There, there, I think that 
you're probably right. It's with with Parisi, at least you know, like there's no significant downside. It's either he comes back or he doesn't, and the Islanders are planning right now. Like he's not, so he's like mm. not on the roster. Whereas Romanov, especially because he was so good towards the end of the year, that uh, you really hope that he doesn't. He goes from being a player who had a slow start last mm. year to to a player that uh, can just put together a full season. Because like we talked about, the Canadian Canadians fans say you kind of mm. did the same thing for them. Right. The season before he came to the island, um, and missing some part of training camp could yeah. uh, add to a slow start. I just I think I would be a little more worried because the the Lamarillo presser that he did <laughs> was uh, it, it was so detailed. Yeah. The details were of such little significance. He spent the first yeah. ten minutes of his press conference explaining how groups and training camps work and. Mm. what why some players are going to be at rookie camp because and why yeah. others aren't and yeah it, it i've never heard anybody take the time to explain that <laughs> in a in a in his first like press conference of the season it's basically he, elc camp like if you're yes, on an, yeah. uh, an entry-level contract and he's like and then we'll have the bridgeport camp which right. will be just the players who were on ahl deals mm. uh like Bardro. <laughs> yeah, hearing the way he uh he announces these names is pronounces it's these names so it's good. funny. Yeah. Seth Helgeson, Bardro. Uh the uh, somebody was like, What about Odelius? And he was like, Who? It's like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Odelius. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was funny. But there was somebody else who asked another question. He was like, uh, I don't understand the question. And that that to me was like, oh now now Lou's mad. He's in like midseason form. But Again, definitely check it out. It is very dry, and obviously, it's a week old at this point. But it's good to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, and, you know. I think it's it's fa- it was a fascinating mm. press conference because he's he's like, here's my new plan to to throw everyone off the scent. I'm just gonna. It, it was almost like syllabus day in college or something. <laughs> he's like, here's how this is gonna work. Yeah. Oh no, we no Lou, we know we we've seen we've seen training camps before. We we mm. understand. Yeah. The third group will come on at 11 a.m. Everybody <laughs> will have a full day off for right. the Islanders golf outing. Like, mm. like he went off. It, it was great. They're but like, anyway, the point is that he was he was very specific with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then. Uh, although he wasn't, he was much, much more vague with Romanovs. I think if if he was going to. Miss a significant amount of time in the camp, I think he would have said so. And I also think that they probably would have brought in uh, another potential defenseman for, on like a PTO or something. Yeah. Uh, I know they have Dennis Chalowski and uh folks like that but hmm. uh but yeah I, I'm probably I'm probably not as worried as I am about it until he like misses the third day of camp and then <laughs> then we can then we can start talking about right. if the season's over or not. Right. When they give a kind of like an offhanded like oh yeah it looks like he'll be back early November like wait what what happened to just missing a little bit of camp then and then you could worry but uh, speaking of PTOs uh, Lou did mention at that uh, or really announced at that presser that they had signed uh, Jackson Cates to a PTO uh, he had been with uh, somebody else I forget now not not Philly because his his brother uh, Noah plays with the Flyers but. Uh, Jackson had, uh, you know, hung around for a while. I forget where he was coming from, but, uh, you know, no guarantees. And he's also with the, the the Flyers. He was with the Flyers too, Jackson? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, he, he just, you don't remember it because his numbers were, uh, let's just say he didn't light it up. 
<laughs> he uh, he's got the Kiefer Bellows uh, Kiefer Bellows stat line there. Yeah, the yeah. Flyers um, yeah. just without the first round. Yeah, pick. Uh, one well, go, one goal in sixteen. No, wow. one goal in twenty games with the Flyers. Yikes! Uh, over over three seasons. But uh, but I think Lou mentioned something about this being another sort of Chris Lamorello um, suggestion which obviously worked out pretty well last year for Hudson fashion. So you never know, maybe, you know, I don't think anybody expects Cates to make this, the team, but you know, he could be sign with Bridgeport. He can provide a little bit of veteran help down there. So that was just kind of like a surprise thing. I don't know if you, if anybody's been following uh, the signings and stuff, the hurricanes have basically signed half of the hockey players on earth to PTOs this summer, including uh, Kiefer Bellows and a bunch of other guys you've heard of. I don't know what they're expecting to do, but they have no farm team. So you know, they, they might have some kind of crazy thing going, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be told that it's genius and it's just, it's there, definitely an Eric Telsky <laughs> thing that, you know, they've signed all these guys to PTOs without having an AHL team to send them oh to. If they don't so, uh, but that's, a, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, again, we're going to shift around the timeline a little bit. So let's move ahead to rookie camp. Uh, we've got some, some uh, tweets coming out and some videos. You can see everybody's a superstar. We all know this. They're all going to be lifetime Islanders and lead them to the Stanley cup eyes, obviously with every rookie camp. Um, but um, one guy who uh, turned a lot of heads, well, unfortunately he's going to go back to junior because that's probably the smart move is a defenseman, Isaiah George. He uh, is a fourth round pick in 2022 signed his ELC just before camp uh, earlier this summer. I got to tell you, you know, that you see these little sort of grainy cell phone videos from the stands at Northwell during the rookie camp. And dude looks pretty good. Uh, a lot of times, you know, guys, that are that young, you know, the, the line is always, oh, well, you know, he looks good. He's just got to put on muscle. And I don't think, I'd say George needs to put on a ton, a lot more muscle. He looks like he's, he's pretty muscular out there. He's kind of throwing guys around. So it kind of got everybody's, you know, hands rubbing and shifting and going, hmm, what do we think about this? But he's most likely going back to junior and that's fine. But uh, I will say, you know, I, I very rarely ever pay attention to rookie camp. It is what it is. I'll, you know, sometimes I'll watch the, the blue and white scrimmage on online if they have it. But, uh, I don't know. I started getting excited about this guy. I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy would be. Uh, I hadn't thought about any defensemen. Sort of, we're so focused on forwards, and the <laughs> defense is so set. You know, you don't really think about that. But I'm like, yeah, if we can, you can add a guy with some some skating ability and a lot of hitting power and maybe some offensive uh, offensive awareness, and uh, suddenly things look pretty good. But that won't be this season, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Isaiah George, we're watching you. Uh, have you uh, a great, great name? Great name for sure, absolutely. Um, has has any of these the the breathless rookie camp tweets kind of caught your eye, or any videos, or any anything no. that stuck stuck out to you? Nothing really. Um, I like I try not to to I try to like kind of tune it out because it's just sure. a little bit of a to me it's like a little bit of a tease almost. Oh, definitely. Because you're just like, oh man, I just wish they were. It's like you know preseason for preseason. Hmm. Uh, I will say though, and. This is something I wanted to say, and we talked about it on the mailbag episode, mm. sort of. Was available that, exclusively at Patreon.com. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, there's always it's now an annual tradition that every summer it comes out that the Islanders pipeline is a, uh, you know, an affront to society, and they're irresponsible <laughs> in managing a right. hockey team if they're not going to focus on winning the Stanley cup six years from now, like everybody else in who's uh, in the league. But uh, the reason, and, and one thing I've learned throughout this past, you know, six, seven years is, and I've said this before, is 
the Islanders just have an advantage that teams that are like the Sabres were or Senators, these younger upstart teams that the Devils, they can be patient. Uh, so a guy, maybe a guy like Isaiah George, who he was a fourth round pick, doesn't pop up on uh, the athletics eight or nine different re-ranks ranks if i had to do this draft over right. prospect rankings under 23 rankings under 27 rankings all sorts of stuff <laughs> that they do um it's because he's not on anybody's radar to make an impact right away and he's maybe he doesn't have the uh, instant timeline that we'll see from bedard and adam fantilli and players mm-hmm. like that and that's okay so it's it's probably better for uh for players like that that they just get the the two extra years in junior then make their way to the to sound tigers and then the next thing you know they're just turning their when they step onto the nhl ice mm. hopefully they're kind of polished yeah. and and the the, the skill set that scouts identify to them to make them good enough for a fourth round pick has been well-rounded and and such and uh, yeah, so the like it's not like the Islanders needed to plug in Cal Odelius or Isaiah George or William Dufour last year or this year. It's because they just they have good, capable, solid NHLers right now, and they've had them for quite a while. So mm-hmm. the thin pipeline that they have, those guys are being given the best opportunity to make good on uh, making the NHL because there's they're just not going to be rushed. Yeah. And I think that that is something that is never mentioned mm. when these prospect rankings and pipeline rankings and redrafts and future, you know, 2027 mock drafts and all sorts of stuff come out. Mm. Nothing that's ever mentioned is this team's been been good for a while. So, like, they don't need anybody to step into a role right now. So it's not a big deal the, that their their system is is a little weak in our eyes. But it's not like they haven't drafted anyone or signed, you know, some, some college free agents and et cetera. They have guys that they've just been able to be patient with. And if that, if that guy hits as a 23 year old, who cares that he's 23 and not 20. And mm. we had to wait a little while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, right. that's just how I've been thinking about this. And like, it's not like the Islanders needed to draft a game breaking forward. Mm. This, this draft or, they, you know, I mentioned it about the goalies that the reason the the Rangers were able to go from Lundqvist to Shesterkin is because they had Lundqvist. <laughs> like they didn't need a goalie for a very, very, very long time, and that bought them time to find one for one to fall in their lap. And now the Islanders have have been like that throughout their organization for for quite a while. That they they don't need to find the next Matt Barzell. They don't need to find a number one center. They don't need to find a number two center. Like they. They have these guys, so players like Danny Nelson, who who seems to check out and tick a lot of boxes for a prospect that can hit. He's going to have every chance to because he's going to be afforded time yeah. because he's not coming in and taking Anders Lee's spot in the lineup this year or next year, or he's not taking Bo Horvat's spot. So uh, that is my, you know, it, it'll probably be a very, <laughs> you know, by like a, almost once a month uh, <laughs> rant on, can we just stop worrying about it? Yeah. <laughs> we we just don't need to worry about it. No, I I agree with you, and I mean, but the, you know that that gets to the other the other f- uh, f- uh, favorite 
criticism of the Islanders is they're too old. And it's like, well, are they though? Like, you know, they just guys that have been around. So for a while now and, and they've been good. So yeah, they, they, they want to be here. So, but I mean, again, they signed all these guys for a long time. They're going to be here for a while. And you know, when one of these, these younger guys hits, it doesn't have to be this year. It can be next year. Can they can spend time in the AHL and that's, that's going to take time. It's funny how those, those redrafters never talk about like the sort of development of these guys. Like they expect these guys to be all-stars right out of the gate. And so the, the Connor Bedard thing is already too much for me. Like I already, this guy's got like a couple of videos from a training camp at the Blackhawks and I, I'm already over him. Like, I just don't want to see this guy's face ever again, but that's not how it works. We're, we're stuck with him and uh, we're going to hear about how wonderful <laughs> he is for the rest of his life. So there you go. And it's just going to make the Islanders look worse because what does it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the uh, aforementioned Islanders uh, Children's Foundation golf outing that was today. Uh, great day for golf, by the way, on the island today. Rainy, disgusting. Uh, it cleared up after a while, so hopefully everybody got some time in. But uh, it, it was uh, cool to see everybody get back together. Matt Barzell's got, you know, his hair chopped off now. Not a very rock and roll look. More of a punk kind of thing going. Um, uh, who else was there? Ryan Pulley. Everybody was there. Noah Dobson was there. Uh, um, J.G. Pajot was looking very sharp in a polo jacket, a uh, polo shirt. And uh, they had some time to talk uh, with reporters. Lane Lambert again talked a little bit. Um, nothing relevatory at all. Just uh, did say that he was going to take a bit more of a hand in special teams, which is kind of interesting. They also ta- they did talk about moving Barzell to wing. Although they did not say whether he was actually going to move to wing to not, but he did say that, uh, you know, Barzy's just the kind of guy who wants to do anything he can to help the team win. It's like, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, but they're all pretty happy to be together again for a long time. They're all happy that Scott Mayfield got his contract. They're all happy that Ilya Sorokin got his contract. And uh, I have a, an article here at the New York Post, and there's a, another legendary Sorokin quote which is, he said that, you know, he's glad that it got out of the way. He didn't want to have to worry about being a, you know, unrestricted free agent, signing contract. He said, uh, when you have last year of contract without an extension, you see all this stuff and you're trying to think about it. It's hard, but now my mind is clean and I can just <laughs> relax. And now I, I need a shirt that says my mind is clean. My mind is clean. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of a fun, uh, fun side. Sorry. But, um, oh, Bo Horvat also talked a little bit saying he's excited to get settled now. They bought a house. Uh, did not talk about the, the lawsuit or anything, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was looking forward to playing with Barzell more and, you know, it just seemed like everybody was in a good mood. I guess they were all playing golf, which is, you know, their favorite or maybe second favorite thing to do ever. So 
Uh, I don't see why anybody should have been in a bad mood. But uh, did you get to what the, these videos are, by the way, up on the Islander site? So if you have a you know a couple of minutes, go check them out. Did you have a chance? They went up kind of late, so if you didn't watch them, I wouldn't be surprised. But did you get a chance to check out any of them or hear any of the stuff coming out of the golf outing today? No, I just saw like stuff trickling out and yeah. uh, saw the the new do for mm. yeah for uh, for Barzell and um, I like it mm. actually. I think it's uh he uh it, d- during his talk a couple of people like interrupted to like hey man what's up and and he became like hey look at this guy and he was like doing this whole thing and he, he like he looked like tom cruise all of a sudden like he was like hey look at this you know so but that was kind of fun yeah he's <laughs> he's the best yeah um <laughs> and uh yeah so but i i mean the only the only interviews that i've i've really heard the lu i heard the lu one and then the mm. hang fall and yes lee uh, 32 on, thoughts yeah on 32 thoughts and uh i thought that that they were both great for for a number of different reasons mm. my favorite thing about the angle interview was just how you could just tell that they were they wanted to just get the pleasantries out of the way just so they can quickly ask about the leafs <laughs> and they're like Definitely. okay like pierre angle mm. islanders oh look like you you made the you, you got a beard right now you got to shave that up oh, by the way right Talk to us about how much you miss mm. it, you know, playing for that team mm. uh, up there in Toronto. And first question was about the beard. Really, yeah. we're still doing this. Really, oh, we're still doing it. I was waiting for. I'm sure people did, but I didn't see any. I was waiting for mm. people to say that about Barzell's haircut. Yeah, that's true. But, but uh, luckily, they resisted the urge to be so funny mm. uh, with those with those jokes. <laughs> but uh, be- between. Hangfall and Lee, uh, like listening to Lee's interview today, that that was the one that that really started to get me excited mm. for the yeah. season to come back. And also, I was getting a little frustrated. I think a lot of people were getting a little frustrated with Lee down the stretch. I think he got yeah a little frustrated with his play as well. I forgave him just listening <laughs> to him talk. I was just like, ah, you know, you're the best. He's so great, super He's- intelligent. Like he doesn't he hit me. You know, they talk on Thirty Two Thoughts, especially about like Barzell not not doing enough kind of. PR for the team. Lee is right up there, man. Like he could just do this stuff. He's so he's a very compelling speaker, you know. Like you want to just hear him talk. And yeah, no, I thought that was really good. The Engval one was fine, but uh, but Lee was pretty good. He talked about how you know, they, of course, same thing. Like they're asking him, they asked him more questions about playing football for Minnesota than they asked him about playing yep. for the Islanders. But you know, he it's funny because like if you ever had a question about why the hell these guys all sign these long ass contracts, just talk to Anders Lee. He'll convince you that it was the absolute right thing to do. <laughs> Right, just, yeah, the best defender. I, I, I love that that the context of that actually came up. Yes, well, you know, and, and I actually, I was getting a little nervous that the question was going to be uh, another, you know, quip, little mm. little clever quip about uh, how the Islanders are in a cone of silence or whatever. But mm. Elliot Friedman asked if uh, if like the players know mm. that because obviously the media and we don't know uh what what's coming down the pipeline in terms of roster moves with the Islanders. But he asked Lee if, if he did and, and he was talking about how, you know, you're just around the guys all the time, so you kinda know where everyone's head's at. Yeah. Uh which I feel like doesn't get said a lot when when players are talking about new new contracts mm. coming up for players who are about to expire. Uh usually it's you know, we just want to have them here. We we're we're so happy if he comes here, but it's up to him. And he was like, "No, you 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 know, like you know where guys' heads are at." <laughs> um, and he he 
they talked about how all these long-term deals are such an endorsement for the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, hearing him talk about that got me so excited because it, so many people are just, I'm just, I just hope that everyone just has to eat it with, <laughs> with how everyone treated these, these deals. And, uh, you know, if, if, if Ryan Graves signs a five year deal for way too much money by Kyle Dubas, it's the perfect fit. Mm. But, you know, Pierre Engvall signing at a very manageable cap hit for his prime years is, uh, you know, once again, a another reason for, for Lou Lamarillo to be mm. sent to Rikers. But, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh and and it it does tell you one thing which is what we say like once you come here you just love it and nobody wants to leave like pierre angwell was here for two months <laughs> yeah nobody and i thought it was funny that we were joking about that that interview being very leaf centric but the question was right there to be asked which is like why on earth and just honestly like why on earth would you commit seven years to a team that you were you were there for a couple months and then you go away for the summer it's not like he's stuck around on the island right. and, and kicked the tires on the schools and stuff maybe he did for <laughs> a little bit but then he went home to sweden like mm. most of these guys do uh and he was okay with just saying yeah I, he liked it enough and liked the guys enough and liked the team enough that mm. and like the coaches enough and and like lou lamarillo enough which is incredibly rare obviously because every player of course hates lou he's he's a right. he's a, a dictator out there who makes you shave and and all sorts of stuff and <laughs> we've we've heard non-stop at least once a day that this guy is is a mm. is a evil dictator yet all his players don't want to leave <laughs> uh so and that's i just thought it's funny that that question wasn't wasn't really asked yeah. like how do you how do you take that mm. i guess it's made a lot easier when you're getting paid that much money but mm. uh but yeah, I, I, it was just it, it made me feel the warm and fuzzies hearing uh, the, those two interviews because especially Lee's talk about how they uh, like that that ethos of yeah. giving it one last ride with this group. It it mm. it really does mean something to these guys that like they're to they want to do this together if they do it. Yeah, the best part of the Lee interview was when he talked about how the pandemic season was one of his best hockey memories because there he you know they spent six weeks in a hotel in toronto with his best buddies and they were winning hockey games and they were flying high and they felt like they were on an unstoppable run that unfortunately came to us to an end but that's when he and barzell started picking up the guitar and like you know barzell kept on going and now he's on stage playing with people and uh, Lee's got two kids if i'm not mistaken you know but like they were writing songs and playing ping pong and like hanging out and they came together like they became so close that you're still seeing the fruits of it now. This team still is very, very close. These guys just love playing with each other. And, and Friedman and, and Merrick were like genuinely taken aback. Like, yeah. what that that the pandemic season? That's one of your fondest memories. And he's like, Well, yeah, because we were on a great run hanging out with our friends. Yeah, it stunk being away from our families for a long time, but you know, we, we eventually went back and this was it was a one of a we wanted to keep it going like we want we just had such a great time and, and like that just tells you everything you know about these guys like, they just love being together so. and and this stuff just doesn't get explored like no. once again here's this is a great story mm. sitting in front of you and like right. you said they were like Marek I think said oh man we always hear the opposite yeah 
Right. These guys are different. Like this is a very unique team. Everyone thinks that they're this this they're not, like the most vanilla, basic, cliche team in yeah. the league, but it's quite the opposite. Yeah. You know, you 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 hear the the lip service from uh, you know, Austin Matthews doing his interviews. Yeah, it's such a good group. I you know, I mm. love the guys here, blah blah blah. Like okay, like go beyond that, Austin. Oh, I I can't. Like I I don't really have any concrete <laughs> well, details, well, but you ask you ask an islander and he's like, "Oh yeah, like I know. I learned guitar with Johnny Boychuk in a locked in a hotel in Toronto and uh, you know, Dennis Seidenberg is still here and all this this well, kind of I I know we keep harping on the Leafs, but contrast the the coverage of them going to that Springsteen concert, that Bruce Springsteen last year. concert, right? Or, or even a Blue Jays game. Like they go as a group. It's like all over the papers. It's all over every website. Nobody bothered to ask the Islanders, like you know, if they have any kind of reaction like that. Oh, sorry, you guys just hang. You guys just sign these lifetime contracts. You must all not like each other and want to get out of here, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's not. You must hate like, your boss. Sure, you right? Must yeah, hate each other. <laughs> hate your boss. Hate the arena. Hate the place. Yeah, you, know, you want to get out of it. So it's yeah, <laughs> it's such a compelling story to me because of how sports are just so transactional now. Right. Yeah. And everybody laments it and and w- misses the days, the glory days, whereas there is a team, mm. a straight throwback team playing in the league, talking to you <laughs> right face to face right now, yeah. and nobody wants to to say, you know what? Like, mm. there's something very unique about the situation on Long Island right now. Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, Scott Mayfield, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak. Like these guys have never played with other people. Right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> They've yeah, never exactly. played played against yeah. one another. Right. Uh, so it's uh and I know we're gonna talk about Josh Bailey, and like that kind of adds yes. to it. That this this is this is a very romantic kind of band of brothers sort of thing. And every writer who covers the sport tries to foist that on on the team that they cover especially at one particular publication right um they try to like almost drum that up Mm. on the sidelines whereas there's and then you got the islanders where they're actually doing it and it's it's a very egalitarian team and they're treated they're they're portrayed as this villainous hulking uh monolith just coming into town stealing all your goods burning <laughs> every burning your your crops right uh, and 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 then leaving whereas like these it's well, it's crazy to me but they're they're seen as the boring old tired don't watch this you know it's like if they were a tv channel they would be like you know pbs like just you know right. don't watch don't watch this is for old people don't ever watch this. This is this is terrible. Like Hallmark Channel. Like don't ever watch this crap. They're you know? they're, they're actively yeah. trying to not grow the game. They right. are they are yeah. trying to set the game back thirty years. Right. Uh, man, these guys. They're all their kids go to school together. It's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> like this is this is. There's something really nice about what what this team is, and right. uh, nobody nobody seems to to care right. outside of uh, off the island. And and as good as that interview with Lee was, and to a lesser extent the Engvall one, and and you know Lee also sat down with uh, with Pierre LeBrun, so I expect you know six months from now there'll be an article about him too using those <laughs> quotes. Uh, they will they will immediately be memory hold by the the start of the season, and it'll be like they never happened. So uh, take advantage of them now. Go check them out. Uh, they were pretty good. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about Josh Bailey. The, the Players' Tribune, the PTO, the whole thing. We're going to get it all out. It's a lot, uh, but we got to talk about it. 
So meet us on the other side. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now a word from our favorite sponsors. First is always VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, jerseys, and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. They are working all summer long. Our buddy Kevin is hard at work. They're always adding new stuff. Check out Vintage Ice Hockey all the time. Follow them on every social media thing. They're all out there. Uh, they also carry our Al Arbor and the Island merch. And our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. Use the code 4CUPS to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety Puck when you spend $50 or more. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They have a Rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. So if you're going to concerts, if you're going to see Aerosmith there, get yourself a glass of Pinot Project wine. Uh, learn more at thepinotproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Okay. So, Josh Bailey, we can never quit this guy. Uh, last Wednesday, I want to say, he uh, was there. The Players' Tribune put out an article written by Bailey uh, thanking Long Island and thanking Islanders fans for 15 great years and all of the uh, the encouragement and quote unquote encouragement that he's they, he's been given. Uh, it's short. It was very uh, well written. It was very heartfelt. I thought. And uh, was surprising. I, I didn't think the Players Tribune knew who Josh Bailey was, and I didn't think Josh Bailey would write a thing in the Players Tribune. But there it was, and I got to tell you, you know, it was it was well done. Like I liked it. I, I will, I'll go through some some things I thought were kind of odd in a minute, but uh, it was something, you know. And I think it really pulled on a lot of heartstrings of Islanders fans that day. I know you read it because I think you sent it to me. Uh, and so, uh, what was your thoughts on that uh, the Players Tribune article by uh, our favorite Josh Bailey? Yeah, <laughs> I I kind of started to show off talking about some, you know, like a little bit of Islanders PTSD with mm. just being relieved players come back uh, after an off season. And uh, anytime I hear the words Players Tribune, mm. I get a little shiver up the spine. Tell me we're going to be re- reading yeah. about. A, it's almost never good. Like yeah. When... <laughs> somebody's pacing around a beautiful in-ground pool in their million dollar <laughs> estate. Yeah, no no pool required for Bailey's uh thing there. So uh yeah, Bailey's you know, I read it and, and it was emotional. Yeah, I got chills, especially and he's he's got a reputation, you hear it like every once in a while from whether it be, you know, Arthur Staple or just people who've worked around the team that he's he is quiet, but he's a very like clever, dry dude. Mm. Um and that seemed to uh, pop up there uh, and and the, the signature at the end with the ooh ah 
mm. uh, as his signature was. I'm getting chills just saying it right now. Um, and I had a feeling that that because there was no mention of retirement in it at all. Yeah, uh, that that Players Tribune article meant that he had made his decision on where he's going to sign a PTO, which of course is with Ottawa, close to where he grew up. Mm. Um, and then I kicked off a, a really, really hard debate inside my soul, <laughs> which kept me up at night and will for all training camp, which is, do I want him to make the team? <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't stand the thought of mm. him not being a one Jersey Islander. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So the uh, day after this Players Tribune thing comes out, the Ottawa Senators announced that they have signed Josh Bailey to a PTO. So it's a tryout. We don't know what's going to happen, but obviously all of the possible permutations are running through everybody's mind. And one of them is maybe he makes a team, which would be kind of weird <laughs> to see. Would, like, yeah. It would be crushing, honestly. Yeah. And and that's why I'm, I don't know if it makes me a bad person because obviously you, if he wants to keep playing in the NHL, you, we should be rooting for him. Right. But I never want to live in a world where I'm competing against Josh Bailey. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, to, to like have to watch him and Brock Nelson line up against one another. Yeah. It's, that's tough. Um, and... I, I've gone over like the senator's situation in my head a lot. Be- mm. and I've looked at their cap friendly page <laughs> a lot. Um, and they're kind of in a tight, tight uh, situation uh, with their cap because they need to sign uh, right. Shane, Shane Pinto. Pinto. And is- every, everything I read underneath that PTO announcement was either Islanders fans saying, oh, Josh, or senators fans being like, this isn't Shane Pinto. What the hell are we doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird uh, uh, my friend eric needell who was on our weird islanders yeah. uh episode about chris simon said it would it just is the most josh bailey way to end his islander <laughs> career that he's he's going to a team uh and would essentially be taking a spot of a long island born <laughs> of a long island born player that's right and that'll make the fans mad because it's he's not chain pinto <laughs> like how perfect would that be and uh, even so, it's still, um, it's hard. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not ready for that. So, yeah. like, I almost want to go up to Canada, Canada, K-N-A-T-A, mm. uh, to go watch the Senators camp and mm. not even root for or against Josh, but just sit there and watch him and yeah. try to compute him <laughs> wearing a different jersey. But, uh, yeah, that, that Players' Tribune article, yeah. uh, it it really it made me love him even more, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> it's like it's like finding out that somebody you thought was this sort of cold, very humorless kind of robot type has a sense of humor. And I feel like Josh Bailey has probably always had that, but he's been very sort of guarded in his comments. He's never said anything uh, cross or interesting in his entire playing career. We know that and, until last year when he basically kind of said that he wasn't happy about being scratched and then what would have been his thousandth game or, you know, being scratched in the playoffs and that for, for Josh Bailey, that stuff is inflammatory. I'm not even sure I would call the players tribune thing an article. It's so, it's so short. It's really only, it's like a, it's like a letter almost uh, to people. And I did find it, I found it interesting that he was, it only focused on Islanders fans 
and the people of Long Island. And I, I like that. I'm not trying to like start anything or, you know, form any conspiracy theories here, but he did not mention his, his teammates or his now ex teammates. He didn't mention the organization at all. <laughs> it didn't mention the, you know, I want to thank this, any other thing, but I guess that gets back to what you were saying. where like, there wasn't any kind of retirement talk. Like it's, you know, if he wants to say goodbye to Anders Lee, I'm sure he's still on the, the text chain or maybe he'll see him on the ice and say goodbye that way. So uh, it's not too crazy, but I did find it f- funny that it f- it was so focused on this one thing. And usually like when these guys do write these players tribute things, they go off and, and thank everybody they've ever met in their lives, but not Bailey. He just kept it very short. I mean, the thing is probably, probably what, 300 words, maybe at the most. It's like, you yeah, know, it was short. my daughter yeah. writes longer stuff and she's in like eighth grade. Right. So like, it's like yeah, I mean, he, uh, he'd be a, he'd be an editor's dream. I think right. as, as, as in my time as an editor at action network, I just would say, man, like, you could have got this point across in 400 yeah. words, but you chose to do it in 1800. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same way, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was, I didn't even pick up on the lack of mentioning the organization and focusing on the island. Cause I was, I was just loving it up that mm. he's like, ah, oh, I love this place. And mm. uh, the people here have been so nice and I said, yeah, see, we're, we treat our we treat our guys you know mm. the right way in this place it is a wonderful place to be and um i was kind of half expecting him to mention some some landmarks mm. but uh maybe he got cut but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be conflicting i'll probably end up watching more senators preseason games than Islanders. <laughs> it's possible well you have to worry about anybody getting hurt or anything like that but yeah i don't know uh it's gonna be interesting from this i mean i'm not gonna pretend like i'm an expert on the senators but i'm not cap friendly right now they only have 900 grand in, in cap space right now which is a very odd place for the senators to be and they got to sh- sign shane pinto who scored 20 goals last year i don't know uh you know they were talking on 32 thoughts about maybe a trade happens they don't want to but it might happen and uh he is from long island after all so i don't know i don't think that's gonna it's not gonna happen there but i don't know it, it I, on, on one hand it feels right that it was the senators because again he is from not the area, but he's, he, you know, they look like a team that could use some veteran help always. Uh, he, you know, would be returning to Canada where he's from. And, uh, you know, they're looking at getting, so, you know, getting this young team over the hump and into the playoffs. And uh, I mean, they could probably do worse than Josh Bailey, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he reacts to being new, you know, but at the same time, I imagine it'll be exactly how he reacts to everything, which is just straight face, forward not really you know not not making a big thing about it so we'll see but he's got to make the team so yeah. who knows i wonder if they'll <laughs> sing the song because you know we did sing the pajot that's song true when he came over i mean so it would i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to them singing it if he goes there yeah. uh he's he's the only player in the nhl with a song yeah which, which i'm sure that because it's been covered extensively in canadian media markets following <laughs> hockey like tia said in Sportsnet, i'm sure every senators fan knows the words to the Josh Bailey song yeah. that was performed, written by Long Islanders at Islanders games. I'm sure they all know it very, very well because, uh, you know, everybody talks about it. So I can't imagine. I'm, I mean, I bet you nine out of 10 Senators fans would be like, there's a song? Like, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but uh, we'll see. But good luck to Josh wherever that happens. And uh, it's going to be weird. But yeah, God, we got we to gotta go through camp first and see what happens. So uh, we will we will definitely be paying attention. Okay, a uh, couple of things left. We got to talk about this whole Mike Babcock thing. So Mike Babcock was hired as coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets earlier this summer. A uh, 
podcast that uh, shall remain nameless <laughs> talked about uh, how I talked to some players about how he likes to go through players' phones to see what kind of person they are. And it came off as very weird and sinister and off-putting, which is kind of where we left off with Mike Babcock when he got let go by the Leafs and stories we've heard from his time in Detroit. Well, fast forward to yesterday or Sunday when he stepped down after a bunch of uh, uh, investigations. First, the players were like, ah, it's no big deal. Next thing you know, he's stepping down because it's a distraction, blah, blah, blah. Pascal Vincent is now their coach. He's the guy who's, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is the next guy. He's he's He was Lane Lambert almost kind of before and after Lane Lambert, like the guy who's, oh, he's going to be a coach one of these days. Well, Pascal Vincent is now coach, as is Lane Lambert. And uh, I find the whole thing uproariously funny, to be blunt. Uh, Mike Babcock is a weird, off-putting, strange person who had some success coaching hockey. Uh, And my question to him is, instead of doing all this going through play, you know, he asked him to go play, go through a player's phone. The older guys seem kind of cool with it. Cause it's like pictures of their kids. The younger guys might not seem cool with it because maybe they don't want you to see what's on their phone. And maybe it's just weird to ask people to go through their phone and look at pictures. Either way, Mike Babcock could have avoided all of this and still had a job. If he like talked to people like a normal human being, <laughs> like, you know, why, why can't we just learn about the guys on the team by being like, Hey man, how you doing? You know, like, I'm Mike. I'm the new coach here. You know, what's going on? How's your summer been? Like normal questions. You ask normal people in normal circumstances. I don't understand why we got to play these friggin' mind games and all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, we got to learn what kind of person you are. You know how you learn what kind of person these guys are is when shit goes sideways, right? That's when you're going to learn what kind of person they are. That the team is losing five in a row. Guys and scored in 10 games. Maybe some, um, God forbid, shit is going down at home. That That's bad. Things are going sideways. That's how somebody reacts that could, you know, give you all you need to know about what kind of person they are. And then you can make a decision, but no, we got to play mind games and go through phones. And some, some were saying that like, he puts like the phone on the TV so that everybody can see what's on the phone. I don't even know if that's true. And if it is, if it is, or it isn't, it doesn't matter. It's just weird. Just talk to people. I don't understand why it's so hard to just say, Hey, what's going on? Let's get to work. Like that's anyway. uh, What do you think? (laughs) Well, we are, I mean, it's, we've been laughing about this in our group chat for a couple of days now, but it is, you know, now we've had a couple of days to kind of absorb everything. You know, what are you, what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I'm thinking of basically the same thing that you and everybody else is. But uh, the one thing that I feel isn't getting uh, too much attention is, and Aaron Portsline sort of mentioned it, I guess. Actually, I should be fair to that. I read his article at The Athletic about it. Um, He, He's okay. You're that's allowed. Well, yeah, allowed. <laughs> he, he, uh, he brought up something that I don't think anyone else is really talking about, which is, I just feel bad for the fans. I think, uh, yeah. they were talking yeah. about how that podcast is like, we're a player's podcast. We'll always be a player's podcast. So we're a fan's yeah. podcast. So my <laughs> first, whether it's the coyotes or the Islanders or this situation, yeah. my first thought is always yeah. the fans. Cause frankly, I don't know what it's like to be an NHL player or in an NHL yeah. locker room or part of an organization or, a GM or whatever, but I do know what it's like to be a fan and I know what it's like to be a fan and shitty uh, for a shitty team. And for a team, that's the punchline of every joke and that's struggling to win and Mm. hasn't won a playoff has only won like one playoff series in in most people's lifetimes. Right. uh, So I I can sympathize with that. And whether you wanted Babcock to be hired or not, at least it showed some sort of, aggressiveness is maybe the right word from Yarmo and the GM like 
okay, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go mm. down swinging by taking the ultimate risk here. Uh, and it's obviously backfired and we kind of all <laughs> knew it was or felt like it was going to. Um, but I hope that makes sense. Like that, yeah. that at least he, he was like trying something to, to, to give this team a jolt and, mm. um, but it didn't work. And, and now they're in, it's not, the training camp hasn't even started and they're dealing with the, another shitty situation after a terrible season last year. And uh, it's, they, they do have some, some good young players I know, and they're in our division. So it's not like I'm rooting for them to be good, mm. but I do feel for the fans that, man, it's, you're supposed to be so excited for a new season to start and you're dealing with this and you're a team that yeah. isn't really covered much um, outside of, well, I mean, 32 thoughts actually does, does talk quite a bit about the blue jackets. Uh, well, it's because Yarmo yeah. is like, you know, he, he's, he talks to them all the time. He's a good quote. He'll always come on. He's very friendly. He's a very intelligent guy to be sure. They, they love that. Like, yeah. and so that's why you get that treatment. But yeah. It now this whole thing, and I I agree with you one hundred percent. Like if you're a fan, this really really sucks. And I think another thing Portsline may have said, and I may have caught a tweet of this of him saying this. It's like, what does this mean for Yarmo now? Like, yeah, you took a swing, it backfired before the season even started. Where does this leave you now? Like, if I'm a fan, I'm wondering like, what now? What? Like, forget the coach. What about the entire the entire team? The general manager? What What yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, and, and Gaudreau and, and Jenner right. who came out and said like, oh no, and right. I, and I do think those guys kind of have to be given a bit of a break for doing that because they were trying. I think they were just trying to manage the situation as best they could. Probably. And I mean, Johnny Gaudreau was at Vegas like media day, and now he's dealing with this this shit storm. <laughs> like, but again, like know. some guys were cool with it and some weren't. Yeah. You know? So, but uh, yeah. It. I mean, what a what a tough spot for those fans because they 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 basically it was kind of like charlie brown and the football with them <laughs> they signed gaudreau it looks like the team's kind of rounding the corner mm. then they get that fantilly guy who drops them in the draft and mm. make this bold hire as head coach a guy who's won stanley cups even though he's an absolute lunatic <laughs> uh and then this happens and uh yeah so uh and i mean even with the panarin duchene Bobrovsky leaving that all that in that one off season, like, Oh, we got these guys. We want to play off round. Oh, by the way, everyone, everyone's out of here. Um, right. you know, it's, that's, that's a tough situation. I, I do feel for those, for those yeah. fans. So that's how I've been looking at it, uh, right now. But, um, yeah, what, I mean, it's also another great example of just how small hockey is in the grand scheme of things. Right. Uh, because trying to explain it to a couple of my friends at work, <laughs> They're like, okay, well, you have to start at the very beginning. Who is Mike Babcock? <laughs> there and used I'm like, to be a team I... called the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And... <laughs> yeah, he won a Stanley Cup. Right. And then he, you know, he's kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know, Sean Payton type, maybe. <laughs> yeah. in, in your world, he's a right. coach that is an abs- that did something really, really bad. And for some yeah. reason, is back in the league and allowed right. back in the league. But um, they're like, okay, so then what did he do this time? And I'm like, you know what? Not even gonna try to explain it because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. He, well, he did also, what you do to like yeah. your 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 kids when you think they're he took their phones away and grounded them. I don't really mm. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also funny in like you talking about football. Like the the entire world now has been captivated by Dion's coach Coach Prime and uh, and the Buffaloes. You know, like they're the talk of the football world now. Unless you're Aaron Rodgers and you know you're also kind of the talk of the football world. But like you know, this is. 
this is that's a huge story. It's getting covered by lots of different outlets, and like this Mike Babcock thing is basically going to fly under the radar unless you're right. you know following hockey or something like that. So uh, it even, isn't even the rights holders. Yeah, just oh, yeah, just quick right. roll on the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, well, Jackets fired Mike Babcock. They're lucky because they don't even have to talk about it, you know. So and the uh, you know the, the, it's actually funny I, we were th- talking about it and it just it didn't occur to me until just now. This reminds me of when Patrick Waugh, like, was fired or whatever, quit the Avalanche. And they went on to have, like, the worst season <laughs> ever. And I think that that might have been the season they got Nathan McKinnon or McCarr, I think. Actually, there was a McCarr, I think, was the year they – that was – the year later was when they got to draft him. And, you know, it was like, who the hell is Jared Bednar, you know? And it's like, well, he, they just brought him up because they got to have somebody coach. So I'm not, I'm, not the, I'm not saying put a bet on the Columbus Blue Jackets to win the – 2025 Stanley Cup, but I'm saying it, that season was absolutely horrible for the Avalanche, and they weren't even that bad a team. And that that sudden change just before camp really, uh, really threw them for a loop. Um, last thing I want to say on this is the, um, that players podcast. It's it's funny they're all about the players uh, unless those players are Islanders, in which case they're boring, they suck, and they don't want them to progress in the playoffs. So <laughs> you can miss me with the players podcast stuff. Anyway, and it's so clear how badly. Um... <laughs> like the people in the mainstream media just like want to be viewed as a, uh, mm. as one of the cool guys. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. We got to give this guy so much credit. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's the most powerful guy in hockey right now. Yeah. By the okay. way, I'm free. If you guys want to have me on, <laughs> if you ever need me <laughs> on your podcast, yeah. cool, cool right. podcast that let me know. You guys, uh. you guys curse and stuff. So you're cool. I yeah. can't curse on mine, so I'm not cool. But anyway, uh, okay. We don't want to end on this very depressing note. Uh, we have another cool thing to talk about. Uh, this was making the rounds. It's uh, another sort of Columbus-related uh, thing, but a good one in this case. So Pierre-Luc Dubois was a Columbus Blue Jacket, was a Winnipeg Jet, now a L.A. King for a very, very long time. And he was he was on a different podcast. And uh, I guess they asked him, like, what, uh, what his most memorable game was. And uh, his answer, to the shock of many, Involve the Islanders in a good way. So I'll let me play this clip right now. This is from the Empty Netters podcast. This we played the first game back at Nassau. Oh, shit. oh yeah, that, that, yeah. The first game back Damn. that was wild. Oh, that dude. game, uh, dude. That, yeah, that, that game was that. wild. It's been crazy. The hotel is right across the street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So all the Islanders fans are tailgating in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> And then you have two choices. You could walk yeah. or you could bus to go to the game. You know, you open your curtains in your hotel room and you look in the parking lot and yeah. it's full of people and they all have their George Foreman grills yeah, and they're yeah. all grilling and drinking. You're like, I'm not walking. No chance I'm walking. Yeah. So, you know, you take the bus there and then warm up is packed. People are everywhere. They all got signs and posters. A lot of people are flipping you off. Oh, a lot yeah. of people are. I was going to say. They're intense fans. I- Islander fun. fans are different, dude. Yeah. They're oh, different yeah. people. That was probably one of the most memorable games I've played. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're one of us, you remember that game very well in December of uh, 2020, well, 20, 2018. Yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah, of course. December of 2018, Islanders returned to Nassau Coliseum to play the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And the place is an absolute madhouse. And it was cool to watch on TV. It was cool to be an Islanders fan that day. And uh, apparently it was pretty cool to be a Columbus Blue Jacket, although they lost the game. And uh we have made somewhat of an impression on Pierre-Luc Dubois, which is kind of cool. And like, we were talking about this before and like, what's cool about this clip is like, here's a guy with no connection to the Islanders whatsoever. He's not a known sort of shit talker or, you know, the uh, stirrer of, of uh, a- animosity. 
He's a guy, yeah, of course, he played in Columbus, but then he played in Winnipeg for a bunch of years, and now he's out in L.A. He has no reason to say anything about any of this at all, and he could have picked any game, and this is the game he talks about. <laughs> it's an Islanders game, <laughs> and that, that's pretty cool. Like, it's just, you know, it's just this guy, this random game for this guy is just such a such a huge moment, and it was nice to see. You know, it's just nice to see somebody genuinely be impressed and, like, really be like, wow, those guys are different, but in a good way. You know, so right. hats off to you, Pierre Luc Dubois. That was pretty cool of you to say. We appreciate. It. Yeah, he uh, he joins the the uh, Jason Demers list of <laughs> of people who uh, who understand mm. what what we're all about here right. on the island. Um, right. Because yeah, that was that was just a a regular season game. Yeah, uh, and I know it was the 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 return to the Coliseum after the time we kind of spent in the dark of are they going to go back or won't they yeah. and and it was just a great time yeah. what a what an atmosphere it was it was a wild wild game too they came back to win right um it was a terrific season and the fact that because so like when you talk to um a lot of nhl players especially ones who've, who've got hundreds of games under their belt mm. their ability to like be detailed on how uh you know recalling certain games is it's hit or miss i guess is the best way to say um some some will remember big games or little games but they don't they're not gonna genuinely or generally sorry they're not gonna remember uh too many details from a regular season game five years ago (laughs) that in terms of the on ice stuff was just a your run of the mill we lost the game to a division rival they came back whatever like that's going to happen a bunch of times in a season sure so the fact that he was able to he went right back to that a like once again a random regular season game for the blue jackets just tells you what what kind of what our reputation is among mm. the people who matter <laughs> you know, it might it might be to uh to to folks who who don't matter mm. they they might think that the the beer cans that everyone threw on the ice after Anthony Beauvillier's goal uh, should have just been the end. The, the Islanders should have been had to forfeit that game and the right. won the series in six. <laughs> Bit contracted, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, Eddie Olchek was looking for a helmet, and mm. and uh, the way that John Tavares is still booed, mm. uh, the fact that when he came back, the Islander fans were so rabid that the mayor of Toronto had to I- enact yeah. a political. Yeah thing a proclamation right uh you know that stuff gets painted by by a certain corner of of the hockey world as uh, bad but it's what adds color to the sport <laughs> like, like yeah. it's fans are supposed to act irrationally and the players like that that's the point that's why they play they play because they you know how cool is it to to be the villain in a in a game where you look out the windows of your hotel and uh you know Joe from Massapequa is grilling a, a hot dog and, and flipping you off at eight thirty in the morning, and it's right. and it's freezing cold now. Yeah, like right. It's uh, that's the stuff that's that that um, that sticks with them, and and they, whenever you hear people talk about, it, you're like, yeah, mm. like that's that's the Islanders. You don't you're not you're not hearing Pierre Luc Dubois say, oh man, those Vegas Golden Knights fans, like yeah, they they're uh they're gonna come come for you if 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 they, if you piss them off. Mm. No, they're like they're fun. They they it's a carnival atmosphere, but 
I don't think you're fearing for your life when you're crossing the strip because a Golden Knights fan is has a fork in his hand because he's uh, you know flipping a burger and you're like, oh man, I hope that guy doesn't use that fork for on on me tonight. Well, it's Uh, tough to be that intimidated by a guy in like board shorts and a Chris Angel T-shirt. Like that's (laughs) that's this Vegas crowd. Whereas like Islanders fans show up in like a jersey that they've had since high school featuring a guy who they may never have heard of before, you know, it's like, it's, and then they got the whole family in tow a lot of times too. So yeah, yeah my so favorite guy named Meyer was chasing me down <laughs> in the parking lot. I think that was his name. He was wearing four, right. four Meyer. Yeah. Like, who's Baumgartner? I don't even know. Who's that. Who the hell's that? That's gotta be that guy's name, right? Yeah. That's not a real player. No, it's a real guy. Uh, my favorite thing about the, the Dubois clip is he talks about how, you know, you could either walk across the parking lot, through the masses or you could take the bus from it and i'm i'm trying to remember you take a bus from the marriott to the coliseum it's like it's like a hundred yards <laughs> what is that what what bus are you to why why i mean i get why but that to me is just funny like if i was a player i'm piling onto the bus with you know 25 other guys and then this bus ride takes what two and a half minutes i would be like wow that was seems really unnecessary but then you look out the window and again the parking lot full of Joe's from Massapequa. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, this is probably, <laughs> probably the smart thing to do. But yeah. I thought that was kind of it's, funny. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, um, it's an unknown. Like, I feel like, like people make the jokes that Islander fans are, you know, we're, we, we are like the dirt bags and, right. and frothing from the mouth kind of fan base. And, and please, that is the biggest compliment you can give one, <laughs> but it's, it's not talked about in the same way that the flyers fans, like the, yeah. the Philly kind of mythology is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, when you hear players say it, like it's it's so like their eyes almost light up because they're they're not expecting it because you are expecting that maybe in Philly or right. if you go to some some sort of I don't know bigger market like yeah. like Montreal or something or you you, you know yeah, you're Montreal gonna, you're in for, I was gonna say Boston yeah maybe, Boston but, something like that yeah. but like you, you're for your for Dubois he was pretty young at the time he goes yeah. into this team that he's probably doesn't know anything about or fan base he doesn't know right. anything about it like we said like like oh my god sal from wanta over there is like <laughs> telling him to to stick it you know where right. and he's right. there's fires everywhere there's like people burning yeah. stuff in, in those big oil drum things i mean forget about like adults there's probably kids flipping him yeah, like that's just how yeah, it works exactly you know the guy, yeah exactly sal from wanta and sal right. jr he's yeah. on his shoulders like and he's also <laughs> yelling at him uh the kid is flipping him off with one hand and asking for a puck on the other hand, you know, like that's yeah. it. And again, it's just, it's just the experience. And like, this, really, this doesn't exist. Like we, we mentioned Vegas. They're, they're probably pretty crazy again. You know, Philly's always, but even still Philly, like I think these, that fan base is ready for the rebuild. <laughs> they're ready for right. to start over. They're not going to be, they're not nearly as crazy as they used to be. You know, even with Boston, like it kind of is, I, you see a lot of like Boston matinee games, like Bruins matinee games on like NBC or, TNT or ESPN or whatever. And they seem like they're pretty crazy. And I mean, obviously in the playoffs teams get kind of crazy, but I mean, this was a game in December and <laughs> against, a, for you know, to be with, you know, all, no, no offense to the Columbus blue jackets, an insignificant team, right? Like not a, not a, a marquee team. It was just that location. Just those people that made that special, that game special. And so, uh, he recognizes that, and I thought it was pretty cool. And again, getting back to the Tavares stuff, like people get all crazy because they're still we're still booing Tavares all these years later. Well, go find another team in any sport that is that crazy that you know will boo one guy in a regular season game just because they hate his guts. Like, and it's spectacle. Like, the, the, nobody else is going to do that. And obviously, you know, 
the funny thing is like the Leafs, in contrast, famously late arriving crowd, sitting on their hands, a place is like a library, even in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm sure for them, it's jarring that, you know, oh my, there's people here and they're like cheering and stuff. Wow, that's kind of weird. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's an atmosphere like none other. Yeah. And uh, definitely and he's another, not the only one who noticed, I'm sure. Yeah, it's another, it's another one of those situations too, where you, all you hear about is these guys talk about how in, in, these guys being the media. Oh, we want, we love this stuff. We love fans getting into it. What an atmosphere last night in Minnesota for the Jets game. Like that was a great crowd, right? Mm. Meanwhile, as soon as the, as soon as it happens with Islanders fans, it's <laughs> God, there they are going again. Like, can't right. they just sit there and watch a game right. like, like a normal right. fan? Oh, these people are trash. They're trash. Just absolute trash. Yep. That's exactly. us. <laughs> like, yeah, we are trash and we're coming for you. Yeah. Pretty much, you cannot escape us. We we every we come for everybody. So yeah, you tried you to escape us. You yeah. tried. Yeah, but yeah. via Brooklyn, and we're back. <laughs> and we are back, right? Uh, okay. Well, we are not quite back yet. This is still preseason time. Start, season hasn't fully started for us yet. When the season does start for us, we will have a new theme song. So keep an ear out for that. Do not adjust your sets or podcast devices. We will have a new song. Uh, but that's, you know, we don't know what our schedule is going to be like until the season starts. We'll come back probably beforehand, do some preseason stuff. Definitely going to have stuff going on over the Patreon. So sign up patreon.com slash Islanders anxiety. We'll probably do our, uh, every other team preview. Maybe we'll do some other sort of preseason stuff going on. Maybe we'll have a guest or two. You never know, but we are going to have our mailbag. We're going to have our country club atmosphere next week, our non-hockey podcast. We always have a lot of fun there. Uh, probably talking bachelor parties but maybe not we'll see <laughs> we, we never really know until we, we start talking but uh definitely sign up patreon.com slash islanders anxiety read lighthouse hockey every single day for most up-to-date islanders news and discussion islanders anxiety podcasts are part of the fans first sports network find more about them at fansfirstsports.com shop vintageicehockey.com try wines from the pinot project get hype hockey is around the corner it's coming we're getting geared up, and before you know it, we'll be on our regular schedule. So, Michael Leboff, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski uh, with two E's. And uh, before we go, I do want to give a shout-out to my uh, my younger brother, Danny. And I never told this story because um, I'll explain why but, uh, <laughs> at the end while I'm telling the story. But he's getting married on Friday. Uh, so, congratulations. so congratulations to Danny. And, and the story I'm about to tell you is that um, if you recall about – now, 18 months ago, I guess now, when, when, or 15, whatever it's been, the Rangers and Lightning were playing in a playoff series. Yeah. And after the Rangers lost to the Lightning in heartbreaking fashion, <laughs> the, uh, there was a Ranger fan who cold cocked a Lightning fan in the concourse. Oh. Uh, the video went viral. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, that Ranger fan was arrested by a, a that's a police, right. An NYP police officer. Uh, who is my brother Danny? Uh, and he is uh, getting married on Friday, so he is a uh, was an underground Islanders legend because, as Arthur <laughs> Staple tweet, tweeted out, I, I had let Art know that it was Danny. And the story about how I found out was, yeah, you know, classic Danny. Um, <laughs> that I yeah, I saw the video, and the next morning I texted him because I knew he was working security at the game. I said, "Please tell me this was you." And he said it was, <laughs> and I thought he was joking at first. And he said no. And when I was he, the guy you know the who punched the guy was like, "I'm a Ranger fan, man. Like, let me mm. go." And he's like, "Well, I'm an Islanders fan." <laughs> so uh, yeah, so 
Yeah, I just wanted to. He's not. He doesn't listen. So this is this right. is a a shout out to uh, to Danny that will likely always go unheard. But uh, congratulations, Danny. He is the the fourth of. Uh, I, I have three brothers and a sister, and Danny is the fourth one of us. All four brothers will now be married, and then my sister gets married in November. So wow. that'll be it. Yep. Woo. Wow. Well, congratulations to Danny and his wife on yep. their uh, marriage. Thank you again for your your efforts. Uh, Islanders fans appreciate it. Uh, congratu- early congratulations to your sister on her marriage, and uh, best of luck to your parents for having to deal <laughs> with having two kids get married within a span of a month and a half. Jesus Christ, you guys don't do them any favors. But uh, yeah, but then they'll be done. They'll be done. Everybody's married. We're done. We're we're off the clock. So yeah. it works out pretty well. Yeah, it was it was because like. <laughs> stuff got so jammed up during oh, the yeah, pandemic so like these wedding venues are like oh by the way we have this date open so my sister's like all right yeah. we'll do it just get it over with <laughs> it's funny and you're it's also funny we'll go for the whole thing but like you you're also in the mode now where like your friends are getting married too so like it's every feels like every weekend is another yeah. wedding and it's yeah this happened to me 15 years ago and i don't know if my wallet has ever fully recovered from it but uh <laughs> it is fun and it, and i like weddings i don't mind wedding what going to a wedding as a guest is fun Going to a wedding as like a, a groomsman, or I'm sure you've been for your brothers and your sister, it, that's stressful. And that is a lot of stuff you got to do and a lot of responsibilities. But going as a, as a guest is great. You get to sit, you get to eat, dance a little bit, eat some dessert. You know, it's fun. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't mind weddings that much at all. But uh, uh, I got one coming up uh, in October, my nephew. So uh, it should be cool. But anyway, congrats, Danny. Congrats, your wife. Uh, and uh, have a great, great wedding. And you enjoy, too. I hope you have a good time. Yeah, yeah, we will. We definitely will. Cool. And uh, we will talk to you again very shortly. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back when we're back, probably sometime during during training camp, I'm sure. But uh, we'll be back and we'll check in and uh, again, sign up at the Patreon. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.